Sam Mubinesha is someone that we spoke to in 2020, that was a while back, and got to know him as Sam the Psalmist, the guy with a honey voice, beautiful, beautiful voice, and a love for the Lord. So that's two years later, and he's not been quiet, he's still been making music, so we've got to catch up with him. Hello, Sam, how are you doing? I'm good, Sam, it's good to be back. <laughs> Let's catch up with you. For in case someone's forgotten who you are, um, your personality, if you had to introduce yourself to someone who's never met you before, clue us in a bit. Uh, well, um, okay, I'm a chemical engineer, master's degree, uh, but I have a passion uh, for music and for ministry. I've been making music seriously since the lockdown i just had this urge in me that it was about time for me to start sharing some of the music that that have been inspired and given to me in my closet and i've never looked back since so during the day you work as a chemical engineer this is what do you actually do what does a chemical engineer do <laughs> oh a chemical engineer uh, basically takes Raw materials is involved heavily with, with uh, converting raw materials into finished goods. Um, I think the most common example is what Sassel does. Uh, that's, I think, a reference that everyone knows. We would take then uh, carbon monoxide, mix it with hydrogen, and then make fuel. So a chemical engineer would be involved in that process, making sure that the process is efficient, it's safe, and at the end of the day, it's economic or it's making money. So in a nutshell, that's what a chemical engineer is all about. Are you in a research as well, like looking for new ways to combine these raw materials, you know, that you're being challenged every day as well? Yeah, yes. Um, currently, I'm doing some part-time research work. Um, I haven't been able to get an industrial position so far. So yes, we're using carbon monoxide. We know that carbon monoxide is a problem. That's why we have global warming and we have all these problems. And we're trying to basically convert a pollutant into a resource and see if we can get some chemicals and possibly even fuels, um, which are then like chemicals. We're talking about plastics. Uh, so the building blocks for plastics. So then we're looking at that. Um, so I've been doing some research on that and yeah. Um, that's that's what I've been busy since we spoke. That's interesting. So you're literally using junk and awful, that which we leave behind and you want to make something useful from that. Yes, yes, that's that's the plan. We want to you know, see if there's a possibility of changing that pollutant into a raw material and possibly make some, some chemicals from that, which can then be used instead of it being stuck in the air. Yeah, I'm just thinking, oh my word, at the end of the day, we're sitting with worldwide problems and they've got consequences um because we can't stop driving our cars we're sitting with with more and more and more problems and ozone and everything that's affected by the carbon dioxide um and and it just accumulates and the more you tell people stop doing it they they can't stop doing it they've got to get to work you know so at the end of the day if you could actually do something that'll be a worldwide breakthrough if you can get something like that to become a, a new resource that we can use 
um, on earth. Yeah, but that's worthwhile living. Oh, my word. But let's get to your music once again. Um, you say you only started in 2020 when, when the world thought it ends now because we're in a pandemic. You had a new beginning. So with your music, now you go and you post it everywhere. Um, because I was wondering now with new artists, many, mm. many brand new artists were launched during the pandemic. And I was wondering what happened yeah. to these guys. Did, now you're launching this, but you're unknown. It's not that you've got performances where you can build your name like the other artists have been doing up until that point. So what did you do with your music then after you'd created it? Oh, yeah. So like you said, um, it was difficult to get platforms to perform because that's one of the quickest ways to get notoriety. So we kind of just have to take advantage of social media. I think the advantage during that time was that everyone was on social media because they couldn't go out, they were stuck in their houses and they needed to be entertained. So as in, in as much as it was a disadvantage, but it was also a new opportunity to get an audience, a much bigger audience that you wouldn't normally get because people are online anyway, 24 mm. seven now because they, you know, they're at home most of the times. So that's for me how I saw it. I saw an opportunity to reach out to as many people as I can using uh, different social media platforms and basically trying to understand and experiment with different ways of getting people's attention. Because at the end of the day, you want to get your, your product to, to your customers and you have to find ways of getting it to them so that they can hear it because they are the ones that have to consume it anyway. So for me, in the beginning, I, I must say I didn't understand um, the complexities involved. And with time, I've kind of, you know, got into it and done my own research and observed other successful artists and all of that. And it's giving me different insights. And I'm still learning. I'm still, like, trying to see how to increase my reach. And it's a process. That's, that's the beauty about it. And, and for me, how that ties up to my, to my qualification is, for me, music is like taking different ingredients. As chemical engineers, we take different ingredients. We put them together in certain ratios at certain temperatures and pressures to get ultimately a product. So for me, music is the same thing. Um, it's trying to find the right ingredients. And some of the ingredients that, that I didn't even realize was the social media aspect, the marketing side of your, of your music is, is the one thing that I neglected in the beginning because I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. I was so focused on making music, making good music, because I've been making it for quite a while and that for me was my focus. But then slowly I had to start shifting my focus and, and also learning about the other side of, of being an artist, yeah. Mm. I must say, social media is a monster. It's very much out of sight, out of mind. So you keep having to produce new things on a regular basis, and that's time-consuming. So did you find it yes. hard work and also to be creative and do something different from everyone else to be able to garner the attention that you're looking for? Yeah, it's about balance, like you said, um, finding the right balance and in the beginning was a challenge because I didn't understand what I was getting myself into going in uncharted waters. But with time, I started to kind of get used to it and adjust to it. And I'm still learning. Um, I'm still trying to maximize and optimize the process. But 
yeah, it's a learning curve and I love it because it's a challenge for me. Yeah. The thing about music, and it's always been that way, is you're making music, but music is like a three to five minute song that you've created. But that gives you a platform yeah. to say much more. Now people suddenly want to know what your opinion is and you can share with whatever you're going through. You know, it gives you the platform to have more influence than even your music is giving you. Did you find that you had something to say then and that that was a great advantage of this making music thing? Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's also an opportunity because... We, at the end of the day, are commissioned to spread the word of God. And for me, I've been privileged to, to be able to do it in song. And I like one thing that I picked up with the trends was that there are not enough songs that talk about Jesus that really are scripture based. And they are just blunt. They don't hide it. They don't you know, try to camouflage it and make it appealing to everyone. But it's like blood. It's like Jesus is the way. Jesus is the savior. You know, so there is, it has been a trend that I've picked up. It's not everyone, but I've seen that a lot of the songs that we, that have been released um, in the last few years, there has been some of somewhat, there's no mention of Jesus in it. Mm. And for me, that's a problem. Like, that's a big problem. Like, we, we need to, to make it clear. People should know that you are a Christian and your music is Christian and it's, it's Christ-centric, you know, there's, it's, it's not, there's not like, you're not trying to like appeal to everyone. You're not trying to appeal to the world and, and all of that, but you're making clear that this is who I am. I'm an ambassador of Christ and I'm commissioned to spread the word of God and to win as many souls as I can through obviously the gift that God has given me. So for me, that was the, that, that was the opportunity I saw, yeah. I totally agree with you. Some of them become so poetic and some are so obscure that that if you had to literally interpret it to get it to Jesus. You could play it on any station mm. in any case. And, uh, and so many times the reasoning behind it is to reach a wider audience. But at the end, it doesn't help you reach the wider audience if you're not sh showing them the way to Jesus. If you're just showing them a way to inspirational, feel-good nothingness, then you've actually accomplished nothing. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so. so you said you had news that stuff had been happening besides your music in the past two years. Like what? Yeah, so uh, 2021, when there was that last, I think it was the Omicron, I'm not sure if that was the Omicron variant, um, that had kind of ravaged the whole of the world, you know. Mm -hmm. And my, my dad was a medical doctor and he happened to obviously be in the field. And one thing that he always inspired me to do was to, to be that person who is very diligent in what they do, whatever he did. And he didn't really have to say it, but I just observed from what I saw. He was very dedicated to his work. And despite his age, he was 70 years old. He did not want to stop working. Um, and unfortunately, the COVID hit him. And within three days, he was gone. Oh, it was very word. quick, actually. Mm. Yeah. So on his birthday, when he just turned 70 on his birthday, um, I spoke to him. That's the last time I spoke to him. But he couldn't even speak. Um, his voice was gone. He was really sick. And I was even joking with him. I was like, what's going on with you? Why, why, why aren't you talking? And then my mom was explaining to me, no, he's not feeling well. And we, we couldn't really have a conversation. But then I was just talking to him, no, happy birthday. And telling all those things, no, I love you, I appreciate you, 
I love the man that you are and how you've inspired me. Telling and not knowing that this is the last time I'm going to talk to him. Yeah. You know? And so this was a Friday. And Monday he was gone. It was a shock for all of us. Um, because it seemed he was getting better and we had, we had prayed. And, you know, we were just like, he, he's one of those people that just never got sick anyhow. And I was admitted to hospital. So it was a very different thing for us that, oh, dad is sick. That's, that's weird. Normally he's the one saving everyone else, but you know, so yeah. So when that hit, um, in about May, um, the second of May he passed away and that was for me, probably one of the most painful things I've had to experience. My faith was tested, mm. uh, because they, they always say your true nature is revealed when you are pressed and when you are in very difficult situations because it's easy to say you love god it's easy to say you you're a christian and it's easy to say all those things when everything's going well until it's tested uh, your faith will always be tested so for me that was a, a testing time because unfortunately after that i also got covid myself and uh, the just a few weeks we we had lost my dad we're still mourning and now i'm also very sick i got really really sick with covid uh, for like three weeks, I was losing weight and I had all the symptoms and all of that. And it's during the time where I couldn't do much. I was just kind of bedridden and not able to do anything because I, first of all, I'm mourning and I'm sick. I'm really, really sick. Uh, kind of can't even move. I'm just on my bed most of the day and just taking, obviously, doing all the, uh, taking all the precautions to kind of fight the disease. But it's during that time I had I had asked a lot, got a lot of questions. I was like, "But God, why did you allow this man to go?" I feel like he he was still strong enough to go, and he could have still made an impact. Why Why did you allow him? And I couldn't get an answer. Um, I asked him so many times, and I got frustrated at some stage. But then at the end of the day, after I, I survived the the whole COVID, and my my motivation to first of all not only make my dad proud and carry on the legacy but i just realized how life is so fickle you're here today and you're gone you know and i was even more motivated to say you know i need to push harder i need to make sure that uh, whatever god has commissioned me to do i do with everything i have and i do it like it's the last day i'm going to be on earth you know having that ex experience mm. really kind of changed my perspective on everything and not taking any time for granted and thinking that, oh, no, I'll see tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, and all that kind of stuff. But just being a bit more, uh, what's the word? Um, intentional. Have more of a sense of urgency. Yes, intentional. And have more of a sense of, of urgency, you know, and just do what you need to do at the time and trust God. And also being able to accept that sometimes God's answer is not always what we want. You might pray for something, and God doesn't answer you in the way that you thought was the right way. And that sometimes can leave you really discouraged and feeling like, oh, God, just you didn't answer me. And the funny thing was during that time, I'd already started writing the song. But then when the whole thing happened, I started to meditate on the song and started to really um, kind of connect with the song more because... I had just gone through something really difficult. But then I was like, no, since 
God was my healer. Some of the lyrics in the song says, you're my healer, you're my provider. And just basically um, looking at all the names of God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, and all these all these uh, names that the uh, that the, the the Israelites called him were always attached to a situation. You know, if you think about Jehovah Jireh, it's when Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac, and as he was about to do it, God was like, "No, because you're obedient and because you had believed my word, I'm going to provide rather a sacrifice in place of your son." And that's how the whole Jehovah Jireh was, you know, kind of birthed and born rather. So. That, that that's how I started to connect more with the song. And um, for a while, I just didn't even want to make music right after that. I said, no, let me take a break. I took a break like for two, three months and was just, yeah, just allowing myself to moan and allowing myself to just go through the emotions and yeah, be there for my family, be there for my mom. Uh, but yeah, um, at the end of the day, I, I, I had to dust myself up and, you know, just, keep going and doing what God has called us to do. So, yeah. Yeah, I I have to ask you one, just leading from that, um, what you were saying just now about when you go through suffering, specifically when you don't agree with God and you don't know why, the big why is not answered. And and we found that many times um, faith is exactly that, is putting your trust in someone when he doesn't, answer the why <laughs> um exactly exactly and and the consequence of that is it's like a breach of trust between you and god because so many times we yeah. say we've got a relationship with god but actually it's all about a trust a heart trust relationship with god and when you go through something like you've gone through the question is do i still trust god so i want to ask you what restored the trust because what you're saying there it does i mean your head can say is jehovah nisi is jehovah rafa is whatever the name is that you've got we've got all that information at our disposal but you know what's going on in your heart what restores Mm. when you because you still don't have your answer i don't think that he's answered you to say um this is the reason why your dad had to go now you can know it with your head, but the trust in your heart is either there or it's not. And that's the road we walk with Jesus. So how did that thing get restored? I think for me, one thing that um, the whole experience taught me was, you know, in the midst of everything that you're going through, there's only one person who understands you. There's only one person who really knows what you're going through. So you are better off um, sticking with that person because he's your creator and he made you, he knows what you're going through. You know, for me, I got to a point where I had to trust God and really my relationship. And like you said, any relationship is based on trust. Obviously that's one of the pillars of any relationship. You need to have, you need to trust someone for you to be in a relationship with them in whatsoever form. So my trust was tested and I'm not going to say it was easy for me to just run to him because there were days where I would just go into God's presence and I would just play some, some music and I would just cry out to him. I wouldn't say much. I would just cry out to him and just worship him. For me, that's how I dealt with some of the pain that I was going through. You know, I was like, 
I need to run back to the father because he's the only person that knows what's going on with me. And I found that as I did that, I started to kind of get back to my to myself, even though I'm not exactly the same person I was before, because I feel this experience changed me in a way. But I started to find myself getting much more inclined with him and starting to really it forced basically it forced me to go back and really seek him more. That's that, that that's what I would say. It just it, it forced me to go back to him because I I couldn't I was I was kind of helpless. I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't mm. know how to handle it. I didn't know how to react, how to act and how to even carry myself. So I found that that's the only way. And I think it was the first time in my life where I really had to be in touch with my emotions because for a very long time, I had just always put, you know, everything, like put it somewhere in the, in the closet and hope no one sees it. I hadn't dealt with some, some, a lot of things. And it opened up a lot of, like a can of worms. Yeah. And even even opened up other things that I kind of like masked and kind of put a front, you know, to say, I ah, know I'm strong. And so I learned to be vulnerable with God. I learned to be honest and to tell him exactly how I feel, not hide it and say, ah, no, God, right now I'm feeling good. No, I told him exactly how I felt. And when I did that in my closet and I prayed and, I kind of sang my heart out. I worshipped my way. So I would say I worshipped my way out of it. That's how I dealt with it. Yes. And I think everyone has their way of dealing with it. I think it's understanding what works for you and also still being able to be attentive to the, to the voice of God during that time because sometimes you are so caught up in your emotions that it might just kind of um, decrease your sensitivity to his voice because at that moment, you are not really sensitive to his voice. And I had to really learn to do that and just get, in, get out, like separate myself from everyone and have that moment and that intimacy with God and say, God, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. And also drew inspiration from Job because Job went through much more worse. And I was like, God, I'm not Job. <laughs> you had given Job, you had given him the ability to be able to go through what he went through. You know, the Bible says that we will not be tempted beyond our capacity. He will always, he will always make an escape route for us. So I was like, if you knew this was going to happen, surely you have given me the strength to be able to go through this, you know, and I'm coming back to you because I know you're the only person that can give me that strength. So for me, that, that's how, that's how I kind of like dealt with it. Yeah. Remember when all the people who were listening to him and he was giving them the whole um, message about him being the bread and the wine and that they had to eat him and drink his blood and how the, all these people left him because this was just too much. And he turned to his disciples yeah. and the disciples and he asked them, so are you going to leave me too? Um, and they answered, uh, Peter answered him and said, how can we, how can we leave you? You are the only one with the words of life. And it's only when you've yeah. had a true relationship with him that when exactly. you get to these crossroads and you even try doing life without him, you know, huffed and muslick in the corner, you, you, the, the emptiness of it drives you right back to him because there aren't any words of life outside of Jesus Christ. Yeah, oh, that's true. Very, very cool. Well, we're going to listen to your song, Jehovah, You Answer by Fire. Um, and after that, people will want to contact you. They'll want to follow you and your ministry and everything. So how do they get hold of you? Yeah, so on all my socials, it's Sam the Psalmist. So I'm on YouTube, I'm on Instagram, 
I'm also on Facebook. Um, they can also follow me on my page. And the song is available on all platforms, um, Spotify, Apple, YouTube. The video is also out. If they want to get updated with my upcoming album, because I'm also working on an album now, um, yeah, they can just stay tuned to those socials and I'll keep announcing and keep them guessing. <laughs> Jehovah, yeah. you answer by fire. And this is what it sounds like by Sam the Psalmist. <laughs> 